KSIV now presents Encounter, a public service program of Bot Radio Network, dedicated to keeping you informed about the issues that affect your life. Now, here's today's Encounter broadcast. Welcome to Encounter. It's Stacy Washington, and I'm so excited to be with you. In fact, I am doubly excited because this is kind of a part two for us. I have Yvette Seltz back with me in the chair, psychotherapist, life coach, director of Candescent Counseling and Coaching. And really, she's an expert mind that we have to kind of delve into the recesses of her brain and pull all of the awesomeness out because we need it right now. We need it so badly. Yvette, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. So let's talk a little bit. I, I what, what I'm interested in covering today is public schools. A lot of parents have been posting on social media that they are, some of them are overjoyed that their kids are home. And a lot of them are terrified because they know they have to basically homeschool the remainder of the year and they have no idea how they're going to do that. And they're really intimidated because they've been raised and indoctrinated to believe that the only people who can teach children are people who have gone to college to be a quote teacher. Mm -hmm. But the fact is any parent who's worth their salt, if you spend any time with your child at all, you've been teaching your child from the moment that they were conceived. You've been teaching them through your actions, your words, your deeds, and your expectations of them. And so there's an interesting story that you shared with me about an experience that you've had with public schools and um, basically how public schools nowadays go against parents teaching about religion, sexuality, modesty, everything you're teaching your kids at home, the public schools are kind of unteaching them that on a daily basis. Can you share that, Yvette? Yeah. First of all, I want to say um, I'm a product of public schools, and I believe in public schools. So I'm not attacking public schools as uh, as entities. Mm-hmm. What I want to address, and that the very real reality is, um, that politics has really infiltrated our public school system. And we see... I've seen this firsthand. Uh, I've taught in public schools. I've worked as a counselor in university settings. And I see the um, outcome of what's been happening through the years. And we've we've known for a while uh, that there's an agenda out there to bring propaganda to our children, to to take Christianity away from the schools, to, to change the value system, of, of our kids, and um, it started really with the university and college settings, and now we see it. If you look uh, to even news today, you start to see that it's coming down to even preschool, kindergarten, uh, elementary, junior high, and high school. And the reason I'm say, uh, mentioning each level is because. When this propaganda hits them, children at a very young age, preschool, kindergarten, will just willingly accept it, whatever it is, um, without question. As they're getting into adolescence, when they are starting to question everything in their life and trying to figure out their own identity, this can be very confusing to them. So when we are, as Christian parents, uh, sending our children off to these public schools, they are being taught the antithesis of what we think they are learning from us and what we believe that they are learning in church. And we just don't really understand that that everything that we are trying to instill in them is being taken away um, when they are in school. The sciences tell them that 
there's not empirical data for the existence of God. So they cannot even talk about God in the classroom. And if they do, more often than not, they are frowned upon as being naive, maybe being uh, dim, dim in their um, IQ. Um, it's just, it's very belittling. And as they get older and they go to college, especially when they go away, um, there's anxiety that is developing now because their whole foundation has been ripped out of them. When they go to school and they're writing papers and they're doing research and they're in lectures, faith and God are completely removed. And if it is mentioned, it's in a very, very insulting way. So this doesn't just rip them away from their faith in God, but it's also separating them from the connection they had with their parents because now we're starting to see that some of these children, these college students, also are being taught that they are smarter than their parents, that they know better than their parents, are more enlightened than their parents. There's this great intent to separate the children from their parents and from anything that we hold dear as Christians and our Christian values and traditions. It is an agenda that is being started at a very, very young age today. You can look at the books that are being implemented, the story times in libraries, the story times in the um, kindergartens, and uh, Christian parents sometimes were so busy working that we're not aware of what's happening with our kids in school. So that's actually something that's pretty understandable. And and some parents feel like if they get too deep into delving into it, that they're kind of disrespecting the school or the Mm -hmm. teachers. Mm -hmm. And they want to show respect to these organizations. They feel like they're supporting them with their tax dollars. They like the teachers. But what they don't understand is that a lot of what you're describing is um, something that happens with people when they're not held accountable. So you don't have to be the enemy of your kid's teacher to tell that teacher, you know, my child came home last night and said that you said that Christianity was for weak-minded people. And I just want you to know that not only is our family Christian, but 90% of the kids in the class come from Christian homes. And so Mm -hmm. if that's your view, you just need to keep it to yourself because we actually don't bring our kids to public school to be taught about religion. And a teacher who hears that from you in a non-confrontational way Mm -hmm. will say, oh, okay. So it's Mm -hmm. it's not you saying, we're going to get you fired. It's not you saying, you know, I'm going to post this on Facebook and and cancel your life. You're just going to them and saying, look, you can't really feel that Christians are ignorant because you let me come on field trips and I spend a lot of time in the classroom volunteering with you. So it, this is not a, an issue of us trying to convert you, but you cannot convert our kids. It's mm-hmm. it's a two-way street. People don't feel empowered to do that. Is that something that we need to kind of drum into parents right now, that you have the right to tell people who are employed by you, but they're funded by your tax dollars, the building is yours, you own it, all of it is your system that you're funding, that you can say, I don't want you indoctrinating my kids in this way, but I am still going to be at parent-teacher conference on Friday night, and I am still going to give you a teacher gift you know, for your birthday or end of the right. year or Christmas or whatever. This, the only thing that's happening here is I'm informing you, you can't say that. Yes, and, and that's the thing. We don't have to threaten, right? It doesn't have to be something where we're confrontational. I love that you said that because we do want to support our, our, the, the profession itself is one that is not as appreciated as it could be in terms of dollars and, and also as in, in terms of just uh, what they do with our children. You know, when there's uh, parent conferences, I can't tell you how many schools the, the teachers are there and the parents do not show up to talk about their children. 
So, you know, it's a, it's a profession that they don't get paid enough, um, and, and it's, you know, they're, they're, it's evolved through the years where it used to be just teaching, and now it's not just teaching, but it's also teaching the children uh, not just the academic part, but how to behave in a classroom, because sometimes the parents aren't doing that anymore. It's just evolved to, to quite a different level. So threatening is not the, the, the case, but that being said, sometimes the teachers are given uh, books and things that they have to, that they, they, they teach, because this is what's they're told to teach, and many of them get it right as they're learning it as they're giving it, as they're teaching it to our kids. Um, they don't always have the input about what textbooks are used. Um, you know, so, but, but it, saying it the way that you just said it, you know, uh, we, we're sending our children to you for academic, learning how to think critically, how to problem solve. That is what we would like you to stay in, not to go into the faith arena. You're not a theologian, mm. and, and that's a good thing to say. We, but being able to being able to do that, though, we have to be very sure of what, what where we stand, and we have to make sure that we ourselves are in the Word, and we can actually, uh, you know, not just say the words, but we are actually our behavior uh, reflects our faith. So coming in and threatening would not be a good indicator that we are people <laughs> of faith, right? So I love that you said that. Well, I think, so what, what happens is some, the, your child will say something at the dinner table mm-hmm. and you'll say, where'd you hear that? Oh, my teacher told me that. And your kid is just like steadily shoveling in some corn and really not yes. understanding that a seismic shift has happened over on the mom's side of the table mm-hmm. and that mom's you know, top of her head's about to blow off because she's just heard something completely backward come out of her child's mouth. And so the the thing is, at that moment, you're upset. You want to fire off an email, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, guilty mom over here. But the more effective way of handling it is, you know, you completely unpack what the child has been told so you understand it. And then maybe even write it down, you know, write down the quote of what your child said, the context in which the conversation occurred, and then pray over it and ask the mm-hmm. Lord to give you the words. And then... Emails are great, but if you have something negative to say, an email always comes off as a, a punch to the face. It's always really hard. Mm-hmm. But if you can make a phone call or maybe just stop by the school, then you're going to have a much better chance of success in getting your point across without it being you know, confrontational. And right. most parents that I encounter, Yvette, are actually not on the angry side. They're afraid. They think yes. any criticism at all will make their child a target. That's and right. But that is not what God has for us. Um, I, I always like to go back to the actual way that our lives are set up, the way that God has set everything up is that he's at the top and then there's man and then you have government, home and uh, politics or uh, I'm sorry, government, home and the church. Mm-hmm. And then everything flows down from that. So we shouldn't be afraid of any system that God has set up to help us manage our lives. We should be confident in stepping into that. We're, we're going to talk about more remedies. Mm-hmm. What can parents do to get God back into school now that we have this wonderful executive order from President Trump that allows children to pray in school and to be uh, free with their religious faith? We'll talk about the remedies and then... Uh, kind of a caveat for parents who want to do this. There's something they have to do first in order to make this work well. I'm with Yvette Seltz, and we'll be right back with more Encounter just after this. Hey, 
Hey, welcome back to Encounter. I'm Stacy Washington, and my guest for this half hour has been Yvette Seltz, psychotherapist, life coach, and director of Candescent Counseling and Coaching. And we have been having a really great conversation about public school. I, neither of us are against it. I used to be on school board in Ladue. Um, our kids went to public school for a great period, like basically the first half. And then they did Christian education for the second half. And I have been sharply critical of public schools, but not because I don't support them. But I just feel like we need to have every option on the table for every kid. And for parents who choose public schools, it's a really heady responsibility because you have to be prepared to be plugged in. Um, and you have to go to those parent-teacher conferences and you have to show up for events and you have to volunteer in the classroom. And if I'm making it sound like a full-time job, it's not. It's just a targeted in- interventional type of relationship that you maintain so that you have the credibility to come to the teacher and say, oh, by the way, I understand that you believe in evolution and that's wonderful, but we teach biblical Christianity in our home. And so our children learn about evolution, but they don't learn it in order to refute the Bible. They learn it as a theory and science is all based on theories. And thank you so much for hearing me out and not persecuting my child on this issue. And then you just smile and hand them, you know, maybe a little potted plant or, um, you know, a little picture of your kid in a silver frame or a little lucite flame, frame, you know, just to put on their desk and you make sure and include them on your Christmas card list. And that's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's very true. That's very good. It's beautiful. It's, it's not combative in any way. And it's just saying, and, and because, and let's be very, I mean, I'll be very, um, honest here, I'm not politically correct, so I'm, and, and I don't think it's wise to be so because it shuts down discussion and real truths. And the truth is that there are going to be teachers out there that are, you know, they are, they are non-believers and they are atheists and they do not want for your children to follow what you believe. And they may target your children. And that's a whole different thing. But the likelihood of it, if we do it the way that you just present it, it's less likely because it's respectful. And and you're also saying, I'm aware that this is what you are teaching or this, I'm aware that this is your belief, but this is ours, right? Mm. And, and just bringing that awareness and voicing it. And then, like you said, you know, offer them a, a peace gesture or something like that. Just, you know, I, I'm, I'm supportive of you. Just please don't do this and please don't hurt my child mm-hmm. because that can happen. And, and I have seen it happen repeatedly in, in the university settings where professors will downgrade or will um, even fail a uh, student that uh, speaks of faith and a faith perspective. Um, now, I have been in secular schools where I've taught. I have not. I've been told I cannot talk about God. I cannot talk about faith. Um, and in the schools where I have uh, counseled, um, I've been told that in secular schools. And and that's really sad because as as human beings, we're mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. So whatever our mind is saying, our body is re- responding to it, and our spirit is very much uh, at, at ha- and involved in this because we, our, our spirit is, is the foundation of who we are and whatever we are putting out in the world to other people. And if we don't address uh, the faith part of our, of our being and, and, and God's um, importance or, uh, in our life, then we're, we're ignoring a whole segment of ourselves. Mm. 
And um, I think that's really important. So when we have our children home right now uh, during this time, uh, talk to them about what are they learning in school? Um, what are some of the things that maybe have been surprising to them? And, and, you, and, and have conversations with them so that they know how they can speak in school. If they are confused, they can ask questions or say things. Um, help them with that. Um, you know, last week I was just kind of going through some um, Internet um, blogs and things that I received through my emails uh, at, at one of the universities I work in. And the question was, Can are, are Christians less intelligent than atheists? And there was this whole conversation about it from an academic viewpoint. And at the very end, this very well-rounded, very knowledgeable Christian presented a list of very um, important scholarly contributors to our world today, like Isaac Newton, um, George Washington. All of, and it was a ginormous list of Christians, and these people had high IQs in school. I think they should, when they teach our children about these uh, scientific scholars and and these uh, founding fathers of our of our nation, they should say these people were. They were God believers, and they believed in Christ. That is something that our children could feel a part of school if they would say something like that. But they Mm -hmm. leave that out. So I... So th- that that gets me to going. I read an article about that event. The you know the atheists are more um, intelligent than <laughs> than the you Christians. Did too. Which, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know you know that's garbage because most of the families that homeschool are Christians, and yes. the homeschool kids are at the Outperform. tip of the spear for oh my. And it's not even a it's a it's not even a contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschool kids are like theological scholars as well as college professors compared to a lot of public school kids. And that's, that's not to criticize the public school kids. No. They're being given a, a really bad deal, a, an unfair shake yeah. in what they're being taught. Their expectations for public school kids are very, very low. Yeah. Homeschool kids are expected to perform because their parents aren't going to teach things eight times. They don't have time. They have more than one child and they're there to make sure that each kid gets the maximum amount of learning and they love the kids and they make sure they know the reason why I expect you to be able to do this is because I love you. Yeah. So as you're talking about that, Mm -hmm. it all comes back to me to what, not just the expectations in the home, but what the parents are willing to do. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about, you know, we've both discussed great strategies and a way to think about communicating with teachers in public school. And this works for private school kids, for parochial school kids, your Christian education, whatever school your kid's in, when you approach that teacher Mm -hmm. as a friend and a partner, it always works better. But there's something that we have to touch on, and I I know you and I are like single mind here. We're hive minded, Mm -hmm. and that is that we can't teach our kids what we don't know. Mm -hmm. If we don't teach them what God's word says, then they won't respond Mm -hmm. in a way that lets the teacher know that's not going to fly here. Our kids have been like this from when they were little. If the teacher said something that I didn't agree with, I've more than one occasion I've had a kid come home and sit at our table and Mm -hmm. say. Mommy, so-and-so said such-and-such today, and I told her, well, that's not what we believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did you tell them what we do believe? She was like, well, I did, but I don't know if she believed it. And then they just keep stuff in their mouth full of food. It's amazing. If you teach them what you know, they'll say, they'll even tell the teacher, yeah. oh, I don't know if my mom's going to like it that you told me that because I know that's not true. Yeah, if you right. teach them what God's word says... It's a sword. It doesn't matter if the the hand that's holding it is a five-year-old chubby little hand that's so, so cute, 
right. or an adult. If you right. put the word of God into the mind of your child, mm-hmm. it is a sword and it will go out and it will not return void. So That's how can right. parents, we, we're getting closer to the end of the segment. How, what would you say parents should do to get in God's word to actually make this the truth for their family? Well, you know, we spoke in a previous program about having routines, and it's not just routines during this time, but this is a good time to establish new traditions if you don't already have that, uh, to start praying with your children, talking to them about topics of the day, and and using Bible verses to back that up, because the Word of God is real and it's powerful. It goes in, in and, we, and we know that we should let the Word of God dwell in us richly. So, you know, doing something every single day routinely, having a conversation, looking to Scripture for the certainty for solutions or to dispel confusions will help give children a voice to it. And they see it, because there's something to not just hearing it, but to also seeing it. So equipping our children as well as equipping ourselves, if we're not in the Word, we can't pass that on. And our, we cannot uh, reflect that to our children. And our children learn from the, the models that are most important to them. Hmm. So it's important for, for, for us to be in the Word. And, you know, nowadays it's so much easier because you can start with, if you put the application, there's so many apps on your phone. Mm-hmm. You can do the Bible uh, through, the, through the year uh, with various different apps. And you can do it together. You can and come at the end and talk about it in the evening or whenever it is works for you as a family. And if you can't do it all together, then make sure you do it at separate times with your children and have these conversations. But it must be something that we implement in, in a routine way. So if it's not something we're already doing, it's time now to establish a new tradition and start having these conversations with our children. And so, Yvette, I thank you for that because we need to have it discussed in a way that makes it practical. And what you're talking about is finding a place to slide it in, whether it's in really the the beginning of the day. I know the Bible talks about us. We are supposed to teach our kids God's word in the morning when we rise, in the noonday when we eat, all through the day, at night before we go to bed. And a lot of parents look at that and they're like, okay, another thing I need to try to incorporate all day long. How can I do that? Well, I had a friend give me a little, it's like a gift bag. I'm I'm not sure why she's loving on me like this, but I'm enjoying it. And it's called God's Promises Day by Day, an inspirational day spring day brightener. And it's a little flip. It's like the size of a, uh, uh, like a, uh, it's the size of an index card. And it has a a binder. So you just... The, flip you it. just flip it, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it goes day by day and then you flip it over and it's the rest of the year. So yes. you have one of these. And in addition to the little scripture, yes. it says um, like a little, like Philip Keller, a shepherd looks at Psalm 23 and there's a quote in here from him, from his book. So you can start off with something small like that. Read a scripture together in the morning and say a quick prayer. Uh, any any book by Tim Keller, his Psalm book, oh, his um, proverb book, those books are going to have a devotional that's so short, it takes less than five minutes to do. You do it while everybody's putting their coffee together and eating their cereal and then out the door and then let God progress you through instead of worrying about how you're going to get an hour of Bible study in a day. Right. Do something tiny, just one tiny step towards God. He'll come the other 90% to you. He's that good to us. Yes. You know, we have to get together again. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how Fred and I can have me and you talking every week at least once like i need you in my life <laughs> yvette seltz i would love that <laughs> i thank you you've committed now that's yvette seltz i'm stacy washington this is encounter magazine thank you encounter is you and the issues where the facts and opinions make you an informed citizen of st louis thank you for your participation 
Let a friend know about this talk and issues feature of Bot Radio Network and KSIV. Then join us next time for Encounter.